and then uh, my sister-in-law went and goes, yeah, my brother-in-law, and she's, after she, like, yeah, she's, he's ringing it up, she's like, he has a podcast, and the guy goes, what? I told him he can only get one bottle. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's like, You're like, not the same guy. Yeah, so my sister-in-law today is awesome, like, she just grabbed the bottle, I was like, okay, thank you, bye. Bye. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. So uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, this week, this episode, we are drinking Larceny Barrel Proof, specifically their A120 release. Uh, it is a 123.2 proof. Uh, before I get into any of the whiskey stuff, I wanted to talk about a little bit of business. Um, we, Robbie and I, we, uh, have some expenses for the show and they're just about covered, um, through Patreon. Um, and what I mean by expenses are like editing costs and like website and hosting renewal, basically. Uh, it's, it's not fully covered, but it's almost covered. Uh, if you want to help us out with our expenses and hopefully get us to a point in our Patreon where we can... Uh, be able to purchase bottles from our Patreon supporters. Uh, just know that when you give to Patreon, we give back. It's not just uh, giving for the sake of giving. Uh, and I don't often love to like big rep Patreon, uh, but check us out, uh, patreon.com slash chill filtered. I think it's just chill filtered, not podcast. Yeah, it's just chill filtered. Uh, I should know this, but um, but yeah, uh, that's the business for today. Uh, let's talk... Uh, uh how are you doing robbie uh i'm still really rough so this week <laughs> oh really <laughs> this week was like oh it's hard so this like so the first week of school was remote uh-huh. learning completely and it was just like every, so it's one of the things where it's like we're trying to figure it out like as we go technology wise like things weren't working mm-hmm. it was just like it was awful but we started figuring it out, and it started working, and people did okay by the end of the week. And then our school district was like, yeah, we're yellow next week, which means half the kids come in one day, half oh, come no. in the next. So then it was like a second first day of school at the beginning of this week. Um, uh-huh. So it's just been crazy. And it's just one of those times, like, school-wise, um, like, I made an analogy with one of my coworkers. Like, I've heard it from other people, too, where it's like, everybody is a first-year teacher this year because we are doing stuff uh-huh. we've never had to do do before and then on top of it like we're having to be like it folks because in the middle of a lesson you have people parents emailing you like oh, we can't get on we can't what's going on where do we go and like you're trying oh, to do no. that and then you know inevitably oh, like you have these parents melting down they're like this is so hard and i don't love feel and you're like okay it's okay we all feel this way like, you know so like we're like we're in, and yeah. then like i have kids in my classroom that's so many hats right now so it's been a rough week, and it's only Wednesday. Like I'm ready, I'm ready for the uh, weekend. I just kind of like combobulate again and get back into things. But uh, no, I mean, other than that, like it's been works been stressful. It's been awesome. My wife um, took a little extra time off. She has a um, uh, cousin in town, and so we, she took a little extra time off. And she's been like taking care of stuff around the house a ton. Like I haven't really had to do much of anything, nice. and she's been very supportive, which has been awesome. So. Um, I can't complain too much because, like, if I had to do it all, I'd be pretty frustrated. Um, I do have a funny story I forgot to share from last week, though. Yeah. So bring it on. Uh, the liquor store I go to got an awesome drop. So they had uh, that yeah. Omer T Lee. They had uh, EHT single barrel, EHT 
barrel proof. I think it was it barrel proof it. Yeah. What? They really? had a couple of those. Um, then they had uh, they got some Stag Junior and a couple uh, Wellers. And, um, uh, Antique 107 was one of them as well. So anyway, they had, they had an nice. awesome drop. I got the tip. I run out the door. My wife's like, yeah, go, go, go. Hurry, hurry. She's awesome. Like I said, she's awesome. Um, yeah. So I get there, and, and the guy's like, um, with these ones, you can only buy one per person. And so I was like, oh, no. So I like ran a quick errand in between. I'm thinking like, man, if I had an extra pair of clothes, I could just change and blah, blah, blah. And so like, uh-huh. no, I'm just going to go back, and I'll use the other side and do the teller. And so the one guy's line that I went to the first time was busy. The other guy was like had one person from, but they were taking forever, and like the first uh-huh. guy was the stickler, and you could tell you weren't gonna pull one over on him. So then like he his line empties out, and I'm like crap, he's gonna see me because he's like he's a mingler as well. So I go outside, and this uh, person younger than me, she's probably like twenty six, twenty five, somewhere around there. Uh-huh. She's definitely younger than me. I'm like in my forty, uh, close to my forties, right? I go, hey. If I give you some money, can you buy me this bottle? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I totally asked someone younger than me to buy me a bottle of liquor, which I thought was hilarious. So how did she handle it? She was. I was like, he, I was like, it's gonna cost. Because I think at that point it was just this. I think it was uh, what is it? The E. H. Taylor. Uh, one I can't remember which one I got, but barrel proof. Barrel proof, yeah. And so it was like, you got no, a barrel, barrel proof? proof. What's the other one? It was a small batch. The uh, single barrel or the small, small batch? batch. I gotcha. So, HD small batch. It was like 40 bucks. Yeah. I go, it's going to be about 40 bucks. Here is. No, actually, I got stacked. So, it's stacked. So, it's like 40. Good choice. Like, anyway, and I was like, here's like five, 10 extra. Keep the other one. She's like, yeah, absolutely. I'll do that for you. And so she went in and grabbed it and came out. And I was like, this is the best. And I was like, skipping around. And then my sister in law nice. went back and got me another bottle. So. Uh, but it's funny because the first oh, time great. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I kind of mentioned the podcast and talked to the guy a little bit. Um, and then uh, my sister-in-law went in and goes, yeah, my brother-in-law. And she's after she, like, yeah, she's, he's ringing it up. He's like, he has a podcast. And the guy goes, what? I told him he can only get one bottle. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, You're like, not the same yeah, guy. Yeah, so my sister-in-law today is awesome. Like, she just grabbed the bottle. I was like, okay, thank you. Bye. And like, so anyway, it was pretty fun. Oh, so great. that was kind of a fun spot in my week. But uh asking someone younger than me to buy me some alcohol which is you know something i've never done but uh yeah so yeah it's been a pretty good week though i mean all things aside so i'm excited to record and excited for this that's good the the news last week of getting the uh antique collection samples like been right oh, on yeah. that all week though man i'm so excited it's gonna be awesome seriously so excited yeah um yeah which like that in itself for me personally makes me less invested in the uh like lottery system to get some because i'm like if i get a bottle uh-huh. awesome if i don't that's fine too because i'm still gonna get still trying. Like, it. super excited so yeah exactly yeah. i don't know how's your week been man what have you been up to it's been good um you know i talked about last week it had been a really really awesome week uh i had you know i found out that i got to keep my job uh got to apply for a greyhound uh and then what was the other oh we got the uh samples of buffalo trace antique collection and uh so this week was had its ups and downs but i'd say altogether it's not that bad um so in the world as we are recording right now there are a lot of fires on the west coast Uh, I'm sure you guys are dealing with a lot of haze from the smoke in Idaho. Yeah, we're we're like a um, one hovering right around 180s for air quality, so it's like oh wow, it's not gr- the worst, but it's not 
the best for sure. Yeah, and you guys deal with an inversion typically in in Boise area anyway, so you might have might get worse. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But um, but so Heather and I we're we're in Virginia right now, um, and I'm recording from my in laws' place. But uh, we were heading straight from Virginia on our way back to Phoenix to uh, Fresno, California. So that we could celebrate our anniversary together. Who? Um, wait a minute. And we were going to hit You're up going to Fresno to celebrate an anniversary. No, but only, only because we were going to hit up Sequoia and Yosemite gotcha, National right. Parks. Okay. See, that sounded better when you, when you told me the first time you you mentioned the parks. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But when you say you're going to Fresno for your anniversary, I was like, we're going to Fresno. Nothing wrong with Fresno. Nothing. No. But Fresno is not really your uh, anniversary capital of the world. So anyway, sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, Sequoia just shut down. Yosemite could very well shut down soon, and then Fresno off or put out a like a warning: just don't go outside. It's so bad out there yeah. that they're just like, yeah, just stay inside all day. And so we're like, great. So either we're gonna have to go to Fresno and do nothing in our Airbnb, or we're just gonna reschedule. So we decided to reschedule, and so we were gonna fly actually tomorrow morning. Uh, to California, but now we're just going to go to Phoenix on Saturday, um, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, I was kind of sad about it yesterday because I was looking forward to a little bit of a break again, but we did have a break. You know, I took a week off about a week and a half ago, um, or yeah, about a week and a half ago. I took a, yeah, it's been that long. Um, but yeah, I luckily I'm still going on another trip in what is it a week and a half from now? Okay. Um, I'm going to be up in Wyoming and uh, Utah. That's right. Uh, I told you about that, yeah. right? With yeah. your so dad? I'll be I'll be uh, close to the land of Idaho. Are you going with your dad? The great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and then but that'll be like a week and a half, and that's like crazy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially to be away from Heather that long, I'm going to definitely miss her. I'm, I'm that kind of guy that like takes a vacation without his wife and like kind of regrets not being <laughs> with her, you know, as much as he, you know, so that's me. Um, so I'm kind of like prepping my mind, like it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be hanging out with my dad, but I'm not going to be with Heather and I got to get ready for that. And like, and, and also I think I mentioned that I got to prep my mind because we're probably going to be doing a lot of hiking if we're going to be enjoying the, like almost like the Tetons and like the Yellowstone area as well as uh, the national parks in Utah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, just get your, cause I'm not a big hiker. Uh, you know this. Robbie, You've mentioned it before. Yes. I, uh, yeah, it is uh, not my kind of thing, uh, but I can do it. And I actually like do well uh, hiking. Like I have the endurance to do almost any kind of hike, um, but I just don't enjoy it that much. So I'm like getting my mind ready. I will try to enjoy hiking and getting you know in nature and stuff like that i like enjoy nature to an extent but i like hiking is just like so anticlimactic for me sometimes it's just like all right we're walking we're up the mountain and then we got to walk down the mountain i think you're you're a handsy guy you need your hands busy i like to i like to uh produce yeah that's my things like i like to output things like like whether it be creating with them with my hands or like doing a, um, like a, I guess, uh, like, a you know, making food or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But see, that's, that's my kind of enjoyment. But like even on a hike, you can, you can look back, like 
I don't know. You don't have lawns, but I'm like, I'm a lawn mower. I like mowing my lawn because it's the instant gratification. I can uh-huh. look back and say, I just did that. And like a hike is the same thing where it's like, I did that. You can look back and say, I did this many miles, or I did this elevation, or I saw, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't but know. I guess I'm with a hike, I'm not better off. But here's the thing you're also a swimmer, weren't you? Yeah, but I didn't enjoy doing laps. <laughs> okay. Well, what did you enjoy about swimming? I don't even know at this point in life. Paul likes to have water. I mean, I enjoyed racing is one thing. Yeah. Like if I were in a, like not all the time, but sometimes I very much enjoyed racing. Gotcha. Beat you to the top, dad. There you go. Now you'll enjoy it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) You really don't sound enthused right now about making yourself a No, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting my mind ready to just be like, all right, we're just going to hike a lot and it's going to be great and we're going to have fun time and it's going to be great. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So I don't think my dad is much of a photographer either, which sometimes I get frustrated with on like quote unquote vacations where like the person I'm with, sometimes Heather, but sometimes other people where they just want to take photos all the time. And I'm like, goodness, like it's just there. Just take it in, like suck, soak it in for now. <laughs> um, but, like some people are just like, let me take as many photos as I can. I'm like, oh, I am dying. Like, why don't we just find the next spot to look at something? I don't know. I have a really bad opinion on, um, a really bad perspective, I guess, on nature. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. all right. Um, but guess what? what? We got a call back just before recording for the Greyhound adoption. Nice. So I was like freaking out like i just i'm really excited to get a dog and so they were they said they just got like a new um i guess like cohort or a new shipment of greyhounds uh to phoenix and they said there were like a a 12 batch basically and so that's a lot and um and so they're like yeah we got some options so we wanted to see your preferences in like uh what you're looking for in a greyhound and i was like oh my goodness and i was like freaking out on the inside (laughs) Cause I, I'm just so stoked to get a dog and they said we could probably get the dog, um, by mid to late October. So we might be doggy owners in mid to late October. That's awesome. Well, possibly congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Heather wants to call our dog Nana, uh, short for banana and, uh, I think that'll be a good name. Banana. If Heather wants to name our dog that. This dog cute. is bananas. Yeah, like Gwen Stefani. Yeah. It's so, been a while since we talked about Gwen Stefani on the podcast. That's true. That's that's very true. Hey, how, how are we doing yeah, on getting amazing. her on? Has, have, she, has her, have her people... Uh, getting Gwen Stefani out? Yeah, on the podcast. I, uh, made any, uh, made... Did I ever tell you that when when Heather and I were engaged... Uh, I did this like Instagram video, um, that was like singing no doubt. Uh, and, and it got liked by the official no doubt band Instagram. (laughs) And I told Heather, I was like, I could die now. Like I could die happy now. And she's like, we haven't even gotten married yet. Like, yeah, we're (laughs) going to get married. Yeah. Yeah. And you could just die right now. I don't, I don't. I can't say there's a single person that I'm not related to that I would really, well, yeah, probably not anymore. I would really fanboy over like there's, I don't know. 
that you're not related to? Yeah. Like your sister? Well, no, I mean, like, there's, like, so when I think of, like, I would go nuts if I could hang out with my grandpa again or my dad or so. You know what I mean? Like, that would, oh, that for would be sure. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would fanboy over that and be like, be, this is the best. But I can't yeah. think of, a, like. I'd go nuts for Sherry Butts. Yeah. If, if Sherry Butts ever responds to us. Join the podcast. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I just don't, I don't have any, uh, like, pop idols right now or anything like that. So. What about, like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Scott Hutchison, um, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. that was the one. And I did, I did get a fanboy over him, and I made him extremely. F- yeah, you did. Extremely awkward. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wasn't Amara like, Dad? You got really awkward with that guy. She or something was like that. Didn't like she was like, what is going on? She was terrified. Uh, that's yeah. great. Maybe the maybe Bruce I Springsteen. Love I love Bruce Springsteen. He just put out a new album. Did he? I didn't even know that. I don't love Bruce Springsteen yeah, enough, apparently. He's got a million. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bruce Springsteen more than you do. Apparently. Yeah, I'm not. And his C Street band. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What's his band? It's a E. E Street? Like Easy Street. Right? I don't know. Off the top of my head. Apparently, I don't like him that much. I yeah. love Bruce Springsteen, though. Nah. Nebraska. I think we're doing well on time. Album so ever. We can... Uh, which album? Nebraska. Oh, for sure. So good. Because you love Nebraska. And then it's not just because it's about, it's got the Cornhusker State in it, but it's just a, it's, the no, story sure. behind it's phenomenal too. Anyway. Are there any big hits on that one or is it just like um, a good album? What is it? The the um, Atlantic City is probably the biggest one on there. Okay, cool. Where they blew up the Chicken Man in Philly last I, week. Oh, I think Mansion on the Hills are pretty, okay. I think Mansion on the Hill was a big one. So, I was listening to some of his bigger hits the other day, a few weeks ago, and uh, he's good, man. Oh, he's great. He is great. Yeah. He's uh, he's probably one of the best singer songwriters alive. I would say. Yeah, yeah. That's a good I one. Think to throw people to the, could agree with some people could agree. I need with to, that. I need yeah. to, I need to get into some new music here soon because I'm kind of stuck, and I love where I'm stuck at. I am too. I love where I'm stuck at, but I'm like, I probably could use a new influx of something so we should uh post that we should do some sort of what whiskey would you choose that like people offer something we should start listening to now because yeah. some of our listeners have recognized our musical tastes like someone like bryce marita um maybe maybe we could put out something on what whiskey would you choose that's like what whiskey goes well with what cole and robbie should be listening to in music these days or something <laughs> we need it we'll yeah we should do that, put it out there. Let us know. And if we don't put it out there, because we're the worst yeah. at saying, let's put this out there, and then we don't do it, um, just let us know. If you're listening, just let us yeah. know. Who are you listening to? Who should we listen to? Need, an, need yeah. some new stuff. Yeah. I, I've, my uh, indie dance uh, scene is just getting a little old at this moment, So I'm, and <laughs> trying to figure out. I listened to some Pumpkins today, uh, which I don't always listen to, even though I talk about <laughs> Billy Corgan a lot. Anyway. So I think we're doing okay on time. So I'm going to send it over to break before we talk about Larceny Barrel Proof, uh, the A120 release. Uh, anything else before I send it over, Robbie? No. I was going to say something stupid. And I, I listened to last week's podcast, and I was like, I said a lot of stupid stuff last week. I needed to calm down. So, Cole, let's send it over to break. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're always allowed. Um You're like, oh, well, tootie butts. So anyway, we're going to send it to break and we'll be right back.
So let me get my notes out. out. Oh, sorry. I thought that was my part. I thought it was my part to say that part. Sorry, Cole. (laughs) (laughs) You're just just stepping over (laughs) all the the lines. No, I'm kidding. Um, So, yeah, let's talk about Larceny Barrel Proof, uh, the A120, 123.2 proof. Uh, before I get to that, uh, I wrote a note about we are super excited and super grateful to Buffalo Trace for providing the samples that we'll hopefully be drinking next week. Um, but it might be two weeks from now that we, uh, do our first, uh, antique collection episode. Um, this is our first, uh, Larceny label appearance on the podcast. They have, uh, two styles and that's it. They have the standard. 92 proof and then they have um they're doing a batched releases of their barrel proof uh this being the first uh this isn't though our first heaven hill product that we've done on the podcast in fact both larceny uh and another one shares a backstory with a guy named john e fitzgerald Uh, we did episode 108 was Old Fitzgerald uh, 13-year bottled and bond, and that was a sample provided us from the Bourbon Badger, uh, Caleb Olson. And they both uh, give honor to a very interesting man. Uh, And we'll get into that just a little bit. We talked about it a little bit in episode 108. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. Who is John E. Fitzgerald? Um, But it's interesting how many... I'll get to it later, but it's interesting how many um, bottles pay... Homage, 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 <laughs> homage uh, to this guy named John E. Fitzgerald. So, um, yep, we talked in episode 108 about a legend, John E. Fitzgerald. First uh, legend was that he was some like Irish master distiller that came to the U.S. and started his own distillery. Uh, but that wasn't correct, actually. And that was kind of the original legend. But then. Um, in the family biography of Julian, also known as Pappy Van Winkle, uh, was found. It, it was found out that from that biography that uh, this guy, this Johnny Fitzgerald, was a government bonding agent or bonded agent uh, that was first of all sneaky, and second of all loved him some good weeded bourbon. Uh, the story is that the government bonded agents had legal rights. Uh, to be to have like the key to the bonded bourbon warehouses, and if you don't remember, uh, in order to, for a bourbon to be called bottled and bond, uh, on top of the regular bourbon regulations, that needs to be a hundred proof. It needs to be at least four years aged. It needs to be aged in government regulated warehouses, and it needs to fit label labeling like requirements by law. And those are kind of the big requirements, at least. There, there's probably one or two others that I'm forgetting, like like the. I don't think there's proofing besides 100 proof, like a entry proof or anything like that. Um, but I think I'm missing one. But those are the big ones: the the, the four years, 100 proof, bonded warehouses, labeling requirements. Uh, and in the Bottled and Bond Act, and when it was put into law. It was because a lot of good bourbon distillers were actually getting outsold by fake bourbon. Ugh, 
posers. Um, and yeah, fake news, man. Fake bourbon, man. <laughs> Hashtag fake bourbon. Um, people were basically adding color and flavor to like uh, neutral grain spirits and stuff like that. And calling whatever they made bourbon because bourbon had a good name. I was, we, we, when that? you said neutral grain spirits, for a second I thought you said Nutrigrain, like the bar. I was like, <laughs> Nutrigrain spirits. Took me a second there, but I'm with you now. Keep going. No, you're good. You're good. Continue um, with the class. And uh, yeah, it. People, people like Curly H. Taylor, Edmund Haynes Taylor, moved forward the bottled and bond bill, uh, and they that would make basically the bottled and bond bourbon the standard of quality whiskey. And so the government actually gets involved. And uh, enter John E. Fitzgerald, the guy who checks the bonded warehouses at Stitzel Weller for the government. And he's got a thing for good bourbon, and the legend here is that he worked his way to get the only other key to the warehouse. There were only two keys, and he got both of them. And he would basically just sip the best barrels left and right. Um, And they even called those barrels, according to the Pappy Van Winkle um, biography, they would call them Fitzgerald barrels because this guy had a, you know, he would like pick out the best barrels. And then he would just start sipping it himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he would... So he's actually got like a few bourbons in his honor now, which is cool if you're like a sneaky criminal. I don't know. I think I should start probably sneaking into like Buffalo Trace and see if they name a bourbon after me for it, I guess. Um, but but there's like, there's Johnny Fitzgerald. There's old Fitzgerald. There's, um, what is the other one? Uh, Larceny, of course, what we're talking about today. But then there's also some, some in... Um, I believe, uh, what is that called? Um, uh, it's the one that has two keys in like the thing. It's uh, in the spirit mm-hmm. of Stitzel Weller. Um, Blade and Bow gives a little bit of a tribute to Johnny Fitzgerald as well. And, uh, and that's why they named the bourbon larceny. Because the definition of larceny is, quote, theft of personal property. Which John E. Fitzgerald was good at. So, um, so what we're drinking today, the Larceny Barrel Proof A120, 123.2 proof release, uh, is a weeded bourbon in honor of the Stitzel Weller barrels that Fitzgerald was likely drinking from. And I mentioned it earlier, but this bourbon was made by, I think I mentioned it earlier, but it's made by Heaven Hill Distillery. Yep, you did. And it's based out of Bardstown, Kentucky. But technically, it's made at Heaven Hills Bernheim Distillery, which is the one they have located in downtown Louisville. Uh, they started doing the barrel-proof option only this past year in 2020. Uh, but to continue, basically, they're going to continue releasing probably even multiple batches a year, at least two probably batches a year, similar to what um, Heaven Hill does for the Elijah Craig barrel-proofs. And they have the same coding too. So this code is A120, meaning that it's A, the first batch release of the year. Uh, one is because it came from January. And then uh, 20 because it came from the year 2020. So this is the first release of 2020 was in the month of January for this bottle. So it's the A120 release. 
this specific release is the first release ever. I think I mentioned that. And it's like I mentioned, it's 123.2 proof. Uh, the mash bill is 68% corn, which is not too high on the corn level, but it's pretty high on the, on the wheat. It's 20% wheat, which is up there nice. uh, for the secondary grain. And then it's 12% malted barley. Uh, they say that it's between about six and eight years, uh, but no age statement given. And uh, there has been a release since, and it is the B520. Uh, and Robbie, what can you say about that? The B520 was, I don't know. What can I say about that? Oh, it's so, a B. So it'd so be B the second, second release. is released in May uh-huh. of the year 2020. Yep, you got okay. it. Nailed I thought it. you were gonna yeah. be like yeah. there was something spectacular other than just that. So yeah, I don't know. You're the you're the yeah, smart yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, so but now I'm smart. <laughs> hey, too. speaking of which, what? Um. So I'll, I'll say this before I finish off. One twenty two point two proof is the most recent release. Not what we're drinking today, but the total wine price for um, Larceny Barrel Proof is about sixty one dollars. Uh, but Robbie, mm-hmm. what was the proof on that Stag Junior you got? Ooh. Um, hold on, let me check. It was it was high. I think one twenty six, yeah. maybe. Let me go check real quick. Was it one twenty eight? Let me know if it's one twenty eight. Hey ho, just me on this side. Yep. So oh, anyway, okay. um, we're gonna be drinking. Get him back. Hey. Um. All right. He's back. It's one thirty point two. Okay. Cool. So Jim Murray uh, just put out his top of the 2021 whiskey Bible, mm-hmm. and Stag Junior made um, number or the runner up to the World Whiskey of the Year this year. And I don't think it was the release you got though. I think it was the release prior. Ooh, I have that one too. I have last year. I have one from last year. Yeah. So actually, there were two last, two last year. year. So you might have well, gotten one go of the other. Now. I yeah, think. Well, I think. Yeah. Okay. But but let's pop this. We uh, we it. we got our uh, let's drink. So I've been looking forward to this one. I actually have sipped this one. This is one that um, I tried to hold off a little bit, but I was just like, oh, I'm gonna sip this. But I like a good mm. you know barrel proof weeded bourbon for sure. I'm excited. I like barrel proof in general. If it says barrel proof, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the reasons I'm stoked about um, the NT collection, because you got a big big three, you know, um, Thomas H. Handy, George D. Stagg, and William Leroux Weller are all barrel-proof, you know, so. So this is, I'm not getting a ton out of it. It's, I mean, it's. it's Whoa, I poured a lot. Oh, watch out. Get crazy. <laughs> um, it's not super potent, for sure getting a little like there's a little mm-hmm. bit of heat on it um especially i mean the heat doesn't come across on the nose much especially for it being uh barrel proof but getting a little bit of vanilla um and a slight sweetness like a slight apple maybe mm-hmm. i don't know what are you getting yeah, I'm kind of with you a little bit. Uh, the apples I do get are a little bit more on the tart side, like something like a Granny Smith. But I'm also getting like a little bit of like, I guess, sort of the caramel and vanilla come out, but more in the in the um, in the. Uh, it smells almost like cookies a little bit to me, but not not too strong in the cookie realm, but almost enough to bring out those kind of flavors okay. or that those nose notes of. Yeah. yeah, there's like a 
not super sweet kind of a cookie sweetness to it for sure. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I did get a little bit of um a little bit of alcohol vapors, but it wasn't too bad. Um Yeah, kind of a kind of a toasty toasty cookie or something like that. Yeah. But um we'll see with the uh sip. Ooh. But uh color wise it is a little darker than your average, but you know, when you get a higher proof, you're usually a little bit darker. Ooh. Well, not so hot on the nose for me, but boy, on the palate, it sure is. Mm. I think I might have breathed wrong on that one, too, though. Um, golly. It's very subtle. It's nice. I mean, for a barrel proof, like, I think I, I think I just took a bad breath afterwards and kind of ignited everything in my throat. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's, like, soft. To me, this feels soft. And, like, mouthfeel-wise, like, I'm, to, it's, like, a nice comforter. Yeah. It's really... I mean, the vapor came to me down my down my uh, esophagus, or is that what is that where you breathe through? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, you breathe through your esophagus. Esophagus breathers is just for food. So the esophagus connects to the epiglottis or something like that, and that's where you breathe versus swallow. Okay, so it starts in the esophagus, then it splits. Um, I think so. I think the esophagus does both. I'm getting a little bit of bitterness, though. Oh, yeah? yeah a little bitter on me. Um, man, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of this or not. Like, it's got some good qualities uh-huh. to it, but is it a little bit of bitter there? It's not really, nothing's really standing out too much, but it does have some uh, nice mouthfeel to it. Yeah. What are you getting? Yeah, one thing that I... Yeah, that I'm kind of getting is like typically when I expect a um, weeded bourbon, I expect something like densely sugary, um, ba- like not not sharply sweet, but like, you know, densely sweet. If that, And I know people that drink bourbon kind of get what I'm saying there. Um, but the I'm not getting that too much here. So what I noticed uh, in things like uh, William Leroux Weller, for example, is that's a weeded bourbon, and it's, like, pretty old. I mean, it's, like, I think at least 12 years, typically, for William Leroux Weller, and it's cast strength. So, uh, but what I notice on that, typically, is I get an earthiness. Um, and not even, like, not even, like... Uh, you know, I've had like Pappy 20 and 23 and 15 and they're sure they're old, but they're not earthy. They're usually like really nice, sweet. Um, but I'm not getting like this too sweet vibe from the larceny. I'm kind of getting like a um, almost an earthiness to it. It's not too earthy. Like it's not grassy and like yeah. dirt, um, which sometimes the like William Lurie Weller can be in a good way for sure. Uh, but this isn't like blowing my mind with sweetness for sure um so that's a lot to say but i also get notes of the wood uh like the oak um and i did get a little bit of like a little bit of that sugary but not too sugary like i said it's not too sweet uh, but almost like a little bit of like a toasted not a marshmallow but like there's there's almost like a toasted barrel in a way um and but yeah i gotta sip it again to get a better idea yeah you know so i dropped some water and with the water the sweetness mm-hmm. 
it's a little more pleasant on the nose, a little more sweetness there. Um, I don't know. It's uh, when you say cookie, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a cookie, but it stands out a little bit more there with the water for sure. So I'm uh, adding water now, and I can see a little bit of the earthiness. I a lot. I think that might be kind of some of the bitterness there. Oh, water! It's uh-huh. bitter for me, real bitter on, with the water. Oh, really? That quickly? And for high proof, that's crazy to see or crazy to hear. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know if I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm trending down with it right now, so. Ooh. Yeah, the notes of the wood come out it's, more, mm-hmm. but not in like a terrible way. Sometimes I get that like chocolatey way, similar to what oh, we yeah. had with the Legion. Um, this is this is oaky in a dry way, especially with the water. It really brought out like a. Mm. It's like. It's like putting your mouth on a piece of barrel and kind of like trying to get the, the 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 whiskey from like the grain of the wood. That's what happened when I added water, which is crazy. Uh, I almost thought it would get more uh, drinkable, but I'm with you. It's a little bit bitter and it's a little bit like the word astringent comes to mind. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not like usually oaking like you're very much like you have a sweet spot for oakiness. And I'm like, that doesn't really get to me too much. This is this is kind of getting to me. I don't know. Something about it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. So I dropped a cube. Yeah. I much prefer it neat to water, I'll tell you that. So Definitely. I'm about to drop a cube myself. Definitely prefer yeah. it neat to water. Water just went straight to bitter and like just had way too oaky. Especially, I just kind of, mm. yeah. Ugh. I'm not a fan of that. Nose on the ice though. It's, uh. It's definitely tame. It's a little more pleasant, I think. Um, you know, not and mm-hmm. not that there was a lot there to start with, but it's not bad. I'm getting nothing too much on the nose with the Weiss. Um, I'm almost, I don't know if it's what's in my mouth from the water pour, but it almost smells like that, that grainy, oaky that I was getting from the water pour. Uh, but it might just be the taste in my mouth that's still there. But I'm gonna take a sip. Mm. Ice wise, I'm not really. I'm not getting the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't go down easy for me though. I don't know what it is. Like it's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of is giving me like a little bit of a ref, like a reflex kind of a feel, which that's not good. I don't like that. But ice, I think is. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the bitterness, which is better than the other two. So I think ice might be my favorite uh-huh. pour on this. It also made it a little bit cooler, which is nice. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. What are you getting off? What mm. are you getting off ice? I don't know. Maybe it's the ice, but it is like that. That note I mentioned with the water, where it's like sucking on a piece of oak wood from the barrel and trying to suck out the whiskey from it. Okay, that's kind of what I'm getting here. Um, even more so, I think, and it's so dry. There's like, there's like a sweetness hidden in it, but it's like, yeah, it's. I'm trying to think. Like, it's like, um, yeah, it's bitter, uh, which is weird. It's like a weird right. bitter. It's not like the bitter we're used to. So I, uh, it's a bitter of like wood, like like oak wood, like sucking on the grain. That is funny because I was not um, getting bitter. On the ice, but I did on everything else. Oh, the yeah. ice. Huh. Mm. 
I don't like it with water or ice, but I like it's neat for sure. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I, I don't think I've ever tried it with ice since I bought it, and I, like, never disliked it mm-hmm. for, for as long as I've had it. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's something in my mouth. Like, it's I shouldn't not like this this much for liking the neat pour. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, all sweetness is like that, that's pretty funny. I actually preferred the ice over the other two, and you like uh-huh. you preferred the other two over the ice, which is funny to me. So, yeah, do you have a? Hmm. Are you starting to get any ratings in mind? Um, yeah. Uh, let me think about it a little more. Maybe you okay. have. If you have yours, go for so, it. But I gotta think. I'm kind of, you know. Not a fan. Not a big fan of it. I wouldn't buy this, I don't think, in general. Um, but it's not completely horrible. The ice was pretty good. There was some, a little bit to the neat that was nice. I like the, the mouthfeel was nice. Um, now, if this was, if you go to a party and this is kind of what they have, you know, I'd, I'd have one and that'd be okay. Uh, I'd probably go like a 6.5 on it, I think. It's uh, not horrible, but it's really not not that great. Not standing out to me. So, yeah, I'm going to go 6.5. What about you? Okay, so I had to, I actually just poured a neat pour again for myself just so I can enjoy the thing that I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It's on the like it scale, and I'm gonna put it at just a just a straight seven point five here. Um, yeah, if I were to ranking it just based on my least favorite pours, yeah, I'd definitely go down. But with the need, it's pretty good. Um, I like the heat of it. Um, the oak, ah, it's just weird how much the oak showed up with um, with water and ice. Uh, but yeah, it's good. If you're looking for something that's um, weeded but um, not too sweet at the same time, this is this might be your pour. Um, yeah, that's what I got to say. Okay. Um, definitely didn't make love it, uh, but liked it for sure, especially the neat. Um, so if you're if you're out there and you got a bottle, try it. Try it with ice. Try it with water. Just maybe get an idea of what it's like because uh, it's very different. Very different drink when you add water and ice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's what I got. Okay. All right. Well, we've had a lot of good ones lately. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's kind of nice to bring it back to like say, you know, points out, uh, I guess it makes the other great ones, good ones stand out a little bit more. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. For sure. Well, what do you say is time for a whiskey world news? <laughs> Okay, so I guess it was time for Whiskey World News. This is part of our show. <laughs> we're reading an article, and uh, we talk about it. So uh, as Cole alluded to earlier, uh, today is September 16th that we're recording. We're just a day early here. Uh, but Jim Murray's mm-hmm. uh, you know, Whiskey of the Year and, all, and the Whiskey Bible stuff is coming out today. So this article is titled, mm-hmm. appropriately, The World's Best Whiskey is Canadian, according to Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible 2021, and it comes from Food and Wine, written by Mike 
Pomeranz. So for 18 years, Jim Murray has penned his annual whiskey bottle to help spirit lovers better understand the oft-overwhelming world of whiskey. And for the past four years, American whiskeys have landed Murray's coveted top accolade of World Whiskey of the Year. But for the newly released 2021 edition, the honor has migrated back across our northern border to Canada. Meet Murray's current best booze, Alberta Premium Cast Strength Rye. With the retail price in Canada only slightly north of $40 American, uh, or USD, this massive 65.1% ABV cast strength rye is far from the priciest whiskey on the market. But, according to Murray, it was only a matter of time before Beam Centurion brand took his top spot. Since first being let loose in their warehouse way back in the mid-1990s, I regarded Alberta in the top 10 distilleries in the world and knew they had potential of striking pure gold with their whiskey, Murray stated. The fact that they produced a batch of cast strength rye of a standard even higher than I tasted even then now makes makes them for me among the world's top five distilleries. Such consistency in whiskey production is truly astonishing and experience their and to experience their rye in its naked form is a whiskey wonder of the world. By giving them the whiskey's Bible top accolade, and deservingly so, I get the feeling I'm letting the world into their best kept whiskey secret. So I'll stop there. It goes on a little bit longer. Just kind of talks about some notes and things like that. But uh, so yeah, there's your 2021 whiskey Bible, uh, whiskey of the year. Yeah. Cool. Any thoughts? Yeah. No. I. Uh, it's been since 2016 where Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye won the World Whiskey of the Year, uh, which was a Canadian as well and a Canadian rye. Um, I'm a huge fan of cast strength ryes, and usually Canadian ryes are not just ryes, they're 100% mash bill or 100% rye mash bill, too. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to like uh, Lot 40 cask. Um, and big shout out to Bro Escato Squaswa, <laughs> uh, our Canadian friend. Um, he hit us up and he's like, Hey, I'll see if I can uh, help you guys out with um, getting uh, one of them because he's seen them on shelves oh, here nice. and there. So. Uh, yeah, we'd be stoked if uh, that worked out. Um, especially a cash strength Canadian rye. Like, I don't know. Like, I love 100% rye mash bill cast strength. Like, so good. Um, but I think uh, one of the things I've realized over the years, and we've, we've even talked about it before on the podcast, is that I don't always agree with um, Jim Murray, mm-hmm. which is like, okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with him choosing, in my mind, there's nothing wrong with him choosing in 2016 Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye. Um, he was impressed by it. He loved it. I thought it was a good rye. Um, very, very smooth. Um, but, uh, but like, I might not think that's the best ever uh, or the best of the year, but, um, or what was last year? Last year's was like, um, uh, it was. Four grain? No, it, wasn't it was something grain. hard to find, for sure. I know that. I remember that. Yeah, but um, but also one of the other crazy things, and this wasn't mentioned in the article, but Glenn Grant wins like Scotch of the Year like pretty much every year, uh, for the least the past five years. Glenn Grant has made the the Scotch of the Year, uh, for Jim Murray, which shows that you know like Jim Murray likes that style because Glenn Grant definitely has a style. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember trying that. It's very, very, very crisp uh, for a scotch, especially. And um, But anyway, all that to say... Oh, last year was uh, yeah, 1792 I, foolproof. 
That's right. And that Never was, mind. It was oh, pretty. That wasn't that good to me. Like it was good, but it wasn't yeah, like great. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, it was good, but it yeah. wasn't like it really. Yeah. There's other ones I like would have chosen in front of that by far. So for sure. So, um, yeah, but yeah. What do you think? Uh, any, any thoughts of the, the category or anything like that? No, I think it's kind of fun, you know, and I don't, I mean, I think, uh, you know, reasonably priced. I, I mean, if I go out to your liquor stores tomorrow, if you're in Canada or wherever you can find it and buy it up now, because people will be wanting it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's and for one sure. nice thing about like a whiskey like that, like the 1792 foolproof, it was still pretty easy to find, you know, like here and there. Like, uh, it wasn't always going to be on the shelf, but I remember, you know, I'd go to the liquor store and it'd be on the shelf here and there, which is kind of nice. So it's nice to be able to find something that's a little more mm-hmm. accessible. So, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, it's kind of, I don't have too many thoughts on it, but have you ever read any of the whiskey Bibles? Are they worth it? I bought one one year. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, like what I appreciate about it is that he gives notes for every whiskey he tried. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're like short notes or like very, like he'll be like, ah, reminds me of a campfire. And then he like changes it and he's like, it like really sweet or, or like really pleasant or like something like, I don't know. Like it's kind of cool to get his mindset of it. But would I buy another? Maybe not. Um like maybe to have one on my shelf ever would probably be enough for me uh, and just say like, oh yeah, that was the 2000 whatever year that he chose this for the World Whiskey of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does like a 100 scale. He does 25 for the nose, uh, 25 for the palate, 25 for the finish. And then he gives like 25 for like uh, overall or something like that. So that if you get like all 25s, you get 100. But he never breaks like 97.5 or something like that. Okay. Um, I want to say it's like ninety eight or ninety eight point five, but still. Yeah, I was looking at an article. The article too later on it goes on to say like he did like twelve hundred new whiskeys this year, and it's got like five thousand, six thousand some in it. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a that's pretty awesome. A lot of whiskeys to try in a year. No. He says that he has to like pace himself because he has so many to drink in a year that he can't let himself get drunk doing it. Yeah. So it's probably like it's crazy. What probably like three or four ounces throughout every day, right? Yeah. Because you're looking at 1,200 some with 300. And um, his story is pretty cool, actually. He he basically was like, I'm going to do this whiskey Bible. And if people hop on to like, he, I mean, he was like big into whiskey for sure. But I don't think he had like crazy credentials or anything mm-hmm. beyond that. Uh, but he's like, I'm just going to put out a thing every year and rate the ones that I do get. And then people just started sending to him like full bottles. And and he has probably one of the greatest collections ever because he gets every new release um, because people want him to give them a good review. And I think one of the things I, I trust Jim Murray a lot more than I trust the San Francisco World Spirits competition yeah. uh, because not everyone gets a medal in Jim Murray. Sure. Everyone gets a score, but not a medal, for sure. There you go. I mean, he says, if you're below, like, 90, good luck being, like, good luck getting sold. Because, like, he says that's not good if you're below 90. Um, when some people are like, oh, that's a 90. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, so that's the thing about Jim. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that's good. Are we uh, Are we ready for our last segment of the show? I think so. 
So should I go with the music one or should I go with the one I already had planned? Go with probably the one I had planned. You you got it, man. Let's talk about last week first, right? So we'll do we'll do the one I had planned, but we'll also put on Facebook or not Facebook. We'll put on Instagram this week. Maybe what's something me and Robbie should listen to uh, yeah. in terms of music. Um, okay, so this Wait, one I've been whoa, in the south. Whoa, whoa protocol. Go ahead. Protocol. Oh, protocol. Oh, toast, 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 toast. Yeah, jeez, Cole. Yeah, this is I you. messed it up last week. You messed <laughs> it up this week. Um, I did, yeah. Uh, so last week it was what whiskey have you been sipping most this week? I had had the minor case rye, and Cole had been drinking mm. baby sass, and no surprise, Cole killed it. So it was like 82% to 18% uh, for Cole getting hey. the baby sass. But no, it's not a surprise, like. I don't know. Minor case is not, mm-hmm. it's, it's a minor case. People probably don't know it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a lot of good write-ins, so it's kind of a fun one. We'll, we'll have to throw back to this one every once in a while. Uh, yeah. Broskitisikosa, our Canadian friend, uh, drinking Jack Daniel single barrel. It's been a week and a bit of a step up from the bottom shelf stuff. Uh, Joel and M09, yeah. the one with the highest ABV, and I am feeling that this week. I like that. Uh, Miles Ferguson, Kilted 518. Uh, said Russell's Reserve Single Barrel, inspired by last week's podcast. Nice. I can get down with that. And then uh, of underscore whiskey underscore and underscore water is going with Four Roses, which is like that's just a great house pour right there. Uh, Dramhound's yeah, going with for sure. Smoke Wagon Desert Jewel. And boy, I'd like to live in Dramhound's house. Uh, and then Acura Fat Boy, uh, Jerome Edwards. He says, y'all know I'm bougie, that Jack Daniels, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Frank Sinatra, I kept thinking I was going to try to work in, like, if this was good, I was going to be like, this is A number 105, top of the heap. But no, it wasn't that great. So anyway, uh-huh. uh, Drew Tolan was drinking Russell's store pick, and the Bourbon Badger uh, is drinking McKenna Bottled and Bond. So we had a lot of good write-ins this week. Nice. Um, it kind of varies there. I think you get a good, you know, Good mix of bottom shelf, top shelf, rough week, regular week kind of stuff there. So yeah. I appreciate that. No, I agree. Yeah. All right, Colton. And oh, uh, go ahead. Speaking of uh, Henry McKenna, I we found the bottle that I'd been looking for in my in-laws' place. So we're gonna get that back with us Perfect. in Arizona very soon. So and we'll do an episode on that too, which would be a great, yeah. great episode. Absolutely. We're hoping to do, because Robbie has a bottle and I have a bottle, and they're single barrels, so they might be slightly different. Um, so we're going to see if we can do a, a side-by-side or something like yeah. that. That'd be yeah. fun. Um, so yeah, this week, I am in the, the land of the South. And I'm not talking about uh, south of our Canadian neighbors. I'm talking about south of the United States. And some people would disagree, um, but I believe the south starts right about Richmond, Virginia, is where you um, break into the south. Um, That's the line. Um, And my in-laws, as well as a lot of other people, really like sweet tea down here. Okay. And I would love sweet tea if it weren't caffeinated because I'm off of the caffeine now. Uh, but I could probably make some decaf sweet tea with extra sugar in it. <laughs> um, but but I do know that sweet tea goes fantastically with bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it might go well with other things too. Now, Robbie, what would be your go-to sweet tea and whiskey? Man, Okay. So I'm not a huge fan of sweet tea. I like tea, but I don't like it 
Come I'm not on. a huge fan of like like overly sweet. I can't do do that unless it's like. What about tea? I like tea. I do like uh, okay. I like iced unsweet. tea, but I like mine unsweetened, so I can't. Yeah, yeah. But and I've never and I'm gonna go with one that I've never actually had before. I've never actually done. It's typically, it'd probably just be whatever uh-huh. whatever bourbons on the shelf can go in the tea. Um, uh-huh. but. Crown Royal came. I think they just. It's fairly newer. It came out with this peach flavored. Uh, tea. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's a good call. And the guy I talked to the guy last week at the liquor store was like, "Yeah, people are buying this stuff like crazy. Apparently, you throw in some tea and it just tastes like a nice peach iced tea." So, um, I've uh-huh. not bought a bottle of it yet. I've not yet tried it. And whatever you put up on it, I'm against me right now. I'm pretty sure you're going to kill me on because this is Crown Royal. <laughs> This is kind of like uh-huh. Crown Royal peach flavored whiskey. So that's what I'm going to go with now because, I like it. like, yeah, it, I've been wanting to try it. And uh, yeah, it sounds good to me. So um, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm going to go with. It's got whiskey in yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got the name it. whiskey in it. It You know, it could be horrible. Yeah. But uh, it, yeah, so I don't know. What are you going with, Cole? I think I will just go, like, it's a standard here but i'm just gonna go buffalo trace i don't want to get to get too expensive i'm mixing it with sweet tea um but if i'm able to find buffalo trace and throw it in there i think it's like the perfect match i see i would agree um uh, if i wasn't like swayed yeah. by this liquor store guy this last week that's what i would have gone with i think buffalo it's like buffalo trace has a nice it's it's a full bourbon and i think it stands out in a nice yeah. tea especially if it's sweet i would assume so yeah i'd agree with you i'm voting for you cole yeah Okay, I'll let's, vote for let's me. Let's make this too. the first zero percent on what whiskey would you choose? Nobody <laughs> vote Robbie. Everybody vote. No, I'm Cole. sure someone will. I feel like your this answer is probably you might even get a better shot than last week because not a lot of people know about the uh, what was it the minor case yet. Um, so, but a lot of people have heard of the the Crown Peach. So I think you'll be. I think it we'll might see. do even better than last week. We'll see. It's a novelty for yeah. sure. But if yeah. I were to if I were to come across this on a, some Instagram page of another whiskey thing, I would definitely pick yours. So let's make it happen, folks. And yeah. if you like, if you vote, let's if, make it happen. if unless you really like Crown Royal Peach thing, don't vote for it. Let's make this the first zero percent for one of us. So help <laughs> us out here. Yeah, first time ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. No, that's good. So speaking of first time ever, uh-huh. I forgot to mention this last week as well. Um, w- yeah. We have possibly our first Slovakian listener. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. And shout out to, uh, is, I forget his name. Is, uh, I got it right here. David Bretz from Slovakia. He. Uh, yeah. He, you know, I'm, I'm still not going to let the cat out of the bag. There's an episode with something at the end of it. You have to listen to the whole episode. Yeah. And something at the end of it, there's instructions to Instagram message us and we'll send you a sticker. Yeah. He, he's like one of like three or four people that messaged us. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, how'd you hear about us? And he's like, I was just in the mood for something chill. I, <laughs> I searched chill podcast and you guys came up. So I'm like, hey, I love I'll take that. it. We had our first Slovakian listener as far be. as I know. So anyway, David Bretz, thank you for listening. Hopefully you're still listening. We're still kind of chill. But uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We uh, we will probably be in, in no time in the top fifty Slovakian food podcasts. <laughs> For sure, man. We're there. It's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah, we'll be up there with the best of them. 
Yeah. So no, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So I have a feeling. So I get back into, or I get the samples for Buffalo Trace on Monday. Um, and it might not work that we have it next week. So let's plan on setting two side by side this coming okay. week, and then after that we're gonna go hardcore. Perfect. Um, and get into the 2020 antique collection yeah. after that. But let's let's yeah let's set up two. Is there any that come to your Dude, mind? I'm dying to try. Kind of want to give Bluebird single malt a break. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm dying to try the single. But I also want to drink it. I really want to drink Bluebird. Um, Okay, we'll put that up against something let's else. Let's see here. So we can do Bluebird. What's what about something like Super Weak? So where um, we have that. We'll be like, of course they'll choose. We yeah. have that Tula cider cask. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll get either a, a single malt or a Irish uh, cask or a cider cask finished whiskey. So yeah, that's a good matchup. Yeah, I'm, I feel it. And then and then we'll like sweep it next week or the week after. So. Yeah, perfect. All right, I like that, man. Sounds good. Yeah, sweet. Well, it's been good, listeners. I hope you uh, all had a great time. Mm-hmm. And I hope our listeners in Fresno still want to listen to us. Yeah, I hope they're not too uh, hurt by what you said. They're like, I heard what you said, man. Um, And uh, yeah, but most of all listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours.